You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Coast and floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call right now with your home improvement question, your do-it-yourself dilemma. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. We're going to talk a lot this hour about how to save money this fall, this winter in your home, starting with the number one way that you can cut your heating costs. The number one home improvement that you can do that's going to save you some money and make your home more environmentally friendly at the same time, and that is to add insulation. We're going to tell you how to do it, how much you need, and where to put it in just a bit. Plus, every forced air heating system has one, I'm talking about one cheap and fundamental part that needs regular replacement. What are we talking about? We're talking about the filter. Yes, you do need to change it. We are going to tell you where the filter is and how replacing it will keep your home breathing easy and keep you breathing easy in your home when we talk to this old house plumbing and heating expert, Richard Trithui, a little later this hour. And along with your filter, now is the right time to make sure your furnace is working properly and safely for an entire winter of comfortable and safe heating. We're going to talk about the essential things that must be serviced to make sure your system is in good shape for the season. And we've got an amazing prize this hour that will help cut down on your furnace usage this winter. We've got an Eden Pure portable heater worth almost 400 bucks. I've got one and they work fantastic. Ooh, what a prize. Pick up the phone, give us a call right now. That Eden Pure portable heater is going to go to one caller that reaches us this hour at one eight 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 Money Pit with their home improvement question eight 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 six 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 three nine seven four. Let's get right to the phones. Leslie, who's first? Joyce in Florida, you've got the Money Pit. How can we help you today? I have a ranch style home in Florida that has um, two pitched roofs coming together. Uh, the roof from the house meets the um, screened roof from the pool cage. Okay. And at the base of it is a gutter. Mm. And it traps everything. We live close to we close, <laughs> live close to a woods, and so we get all, all right. the leaves down in that V-shaped trap. Mm. And how can we, short of going up there every couple of weeks to blow out the gutter, what can we do to try to keep this from? Mm, you got a major design problem here. Yes, I've actually, and I know this is crazy, and you're going to think I sit around and watch the Home Shopping Network, but I actually saw something. Have never tried it, but it looked interesting on the show. It's something by iRobot, and it's something called, like, the Luge. It's, like, L-O-O-J, and it's a gutter-cleaning robot. And it's, oh. a, it's a thing. Uh-huh. I mean, I can't describe it, but it sits in your gutter, and you uh-huh. put it up there once, and then you, you operate it via remote. That's a great idea. I actually saw that at the Consumer Electronics Show, yeah. and you're right. It is a, it is a, a gutter-cleaning robot. And you have to drop it in the gutter, and then you come down off the ladder and push the button, and it just kind of walks back and forth and throws all the leaves out of the gutter. I mean, for 130 bucks, it's worth the shot. Absolutely. Oh, 
that's a great idea. I I didn't know there was anything like that. So yeah, I think it's it's the same uh, folks that make Roomba, as Leslie mm-hmm. said. It's by okay. iRobot. I know that. Well, thanks so much. I'm going to try that and see what happens. There are a lot of us down here that have this bull design with the cage. So um, thanks. Well, you got to keep the gators out. <laughs> <laughs> Joyce, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. John in Illinois is dealing with a very old home. We're talking 110 years and the joys of maintaining it. What's going on at your house? Hi there. Listen to you guys all the time. Glad to talk to you. Thanks, John. I've got a 110-year-old house. The people that owned it before us didn't take care of the foundation, and it settled on one side. And I've got two rooms on that side that the wall bowed out at the bottom, about three feet up from the floor and about six feet in from the middle on both rooms. Are these plaster walls, John? Well, they were laughing plaster. We've got it stripped out. So it's not loose plaster that's bulging? No, it's the studs and everything were bowed out. The whole wall shifted out. Okay, so do you think this happened over time, or does this happen all all at once? I mean, when was it bowed when you had the uh, plaster on it? You've just stripped that off now? We stripped everything off. We replaced the foundation with a foam block foundation. All right, so now you have a really twisted wall, and you're trying to figure out how to even it out, correct? Correct. All right, now, is the wall, uh, is, there any, is the wall covered with anything right now, or is it just a stud wall? Just a stud wall. Okay, so here's what you're going to want to do. Now... If you've only got two or three studs in the middle that are twisted out, you, you can either fur above and below that with some additional lumber to make it all even, but an easier thing to do would be to take some new 2 by 4s or even one by 4s and attach them to the sides of the bowed studs. And you want to pull them out about a half inch past where the wall is right now, so you'll lose a tiny bit of space. But basically, you're creating a new flat wall. You do the end walls first, then you put a string across from one to the other, and you make sure everyone lines up at the top and everyone lines at the bottom. You're essentially creating a new plane, if you can think of it, in the wall, and the curved part now will be behind that. So you're building it out a little bit evenly by attaching new lumber to the side of the crooked ones. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Well, we are officially in autumn, everyone. Hooray! I'm so excited. I love the fall. It is my favorite time of year. It is also the perfect home improvement season. So if you've got a project and you need a hand, give us a call 24 hours a day, seven days a week at 1-888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Up next, it's pink, it's fluffy, and it keeps you and your house warm. No, we're not talking about the world's largest piece of cotton candy. We're talking about insulation, <laughs> and we're going to tell you how to determine how much you have, whether you need more, and how to install it after this. Uh, as a candy junkie, I am disappointed. You're in a money pit.
where home solutions live. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Pick up the phone, give us a call right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT. We've got a great reason for you to do just that, because one caller we talked to on the air this hour is going to win the Eden Pure Gen 3 Quartz Infrared Portable Heater. This is a fantastic product, very safe to operate. It's going to save you tons of energy and money. It's got no exposed heating elements, so there is no danger of accidental fire, and it can cut your heating bills by as much as 50%. It's worth 397 bucks, but you could win one if you're among the callers who reach us this hour at one eight 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 money put and by way of full disclosure, we should say that these guys are friends of yours, Leslie. Yeah, you know what? They are. And I've got to tell you, I've got an Eden Pure Gen 3 in my house, which is always freezing. It helps to regulate the temperature. I love it. And it's really a great deal. And we want you guys to get one, too. So we made a deal with them. We told them that we would talk about this on the show if they gave you an opportunity to buy one and gave you a great price on it. And they said, OK, so here's the deal. Uh, during the show, if you pick up the phone and give them a call, I'm going to give you a special number, 800-262-4824. Not only can you buy the Eden Pure at 100 bucks off, but they'll let you try it for free for 60 days. What do you got to lose? You can try it out for 60 days and make sure it works for you. And you get 100 bucks off if you buy it. The number is 800-262-4824. You must put in the authorization code Leslie because these guys are pals of Leslie. They're my buddies. Call them now. The number is 800-262-4284. Now we've got George in Texas who has a roof turbine question. What's going on at your money pit? Well, I've, I've got a, a 2,600-square-foot uh, split-level house, and there's two turbine vents on one side, and the other side has an attic fan, uh, motorized electric uh, fan, 14-inch. Now, the motor burned up on the, on the electric fan, and I was wondering if it would be wiser to replace it with a turbine, or should I stick with the electric? Hmm. So you have how many fans in the attic space now? One, one fan and two turbine vents. Right. Well, turbine vents are very inefficient, and a fan is generally a waste of money. So this is an unfinished attic space? Yes. What we would recommend is rather than have turbine fans and attic vents, attic fans, that you have a passive ventilation system consisting of soffit vents at the overhang and ridge uh-huh. vents at the peak. Now, the ridge vent at the peak and the soffit vent at the overhang is going to work together because as wind blows over the roof of your house, the ridge vent will be depressurized and air will be drawn out of that space. And as it blows across the side of the house, it will be pressurized and air will be blown into that attic space. Oh, so it kind of has, circulates 24-7, 365 that way. You follow me? Yes. And what, what kind of money are we talking about for a ridge vent? Well, it depends. You know, it's a, it's a carpentry slash roofing project. Yes. But it won't be terribly expensive. But that's that's the best way to go. Oh, I appreciate your help. All right, George, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Heading over to New York to chat with Ken about some unwanted visitors. You've got mice, huh? Uh, I have a drop ceiling in my basement, and it has um, in, uh, insulation in it, fiberglass. I think I believe it's fiberglass now. Okay. And there are plenty of droppings there inside the. Uh, on the ceiling tiles. <clears throat> I was just wondering if they were nesting up there. They suggested removal of the fiberglass uh, insulation, but will that uh, um, make my basement colder or my upstairs first floor colder? Or? First of all, you need to get rid of the mice problem here, Ken, and, and there's a couple of things that you can do to, uh, to, to try to make it a little less inviting. First of all, um, I would suggest that you put down some bait, because bait is very effective. 
Um, yeah, I have that down already. I right. is in already. Yeah. Okay, so you had the exterminator. Did you also did he talk to you about inspecting the outside uh, of the siding? Because very often you'll have some uh, little holes that'll form in the siding, and right, they can right, be the tiniest holes, like the yeah, size of nickels, and right, even right under the siding that's up into that same space. And a way to deal with that is to take some steel wool and kind of stuff it in there so that they can't get in. Uh, as Leslie said, they don't need much space, maybe something the size of a quarter or so they can squeeze right in. So make sure you inspect the outside perimeter of your house to, to try to identify any spaces that the mice can be getting in. And generally, Ken, if you sign up with um, some sort of service contract with an exterminator who will work with you maybe in like over two or three months to solve this problem, especially this time of year, they're looking to come inside. Um, the exterminator should, in their package, you know, go around the perimeter of your home and look for all of these holes and seal them. I know I live, um, I think, in a similar area to where you live in New York, and we had a similar problem in a fall season, and I hired a company, and a gentleman came, and he found holes that I missed, which is where they were coming in, and it wasn't a huge expense for us. Vivian in Rhode Island, you've got the money pit. What can we do for you today? Hi, I called regarding um, installing electric radiant heat in a driveway. Okay. And what are the pros and cons about it? Well, it's pretty expensive to operate. Has this been a big issue for you in this driveway? Not really. The house no. is about um, 12 years old, and it's on an incline. Oh. And to have the, you know, the landscaper come in and plow when, it does, when we do have right. a snowstorm, it's inconvenient. Well, what kind, so driveway, nice what kind of driveway the, material is it? Asphalt. Asphalt? Well, you realize that to install the electric radiant, you're going to have to tear up the driveway. Yes. So it's a really, really expensive, you know, solution. And because does it really melt all the snow? I mean, how much well, money it would does. it cost it, to it, generate it, the heat to do that? Well, it does, but it's going to be real expensive to run it, um, and it's going to be real expensive to install it. So you're talking about, you, you say you have to have the guy come in and plow, but I think the cost of the plowing is going to be less then the cost of the demolition plus the utility of running this plus the cost of the installation over many, many years. George in Utah needs some help with heating. What can we do for you? Oh, well, thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. Um, I, had, I had a question uh, about some electric panel heaters that I okay. saw in the back of Popular Mechanics. All right. The, uh, the little ad advertisement was, you know, save uh, you know, at least 50% off your your heating bills, and it, it says that it's a low-power draw panel heater that you just simply bolt to the wall. It's supposed to, you know, cost you pennies a day. And I was kind of curious as to if you have any thoughts on that when compared to using gas to heat your home. Is this really going to be the big, you know, the big energy, or excuse me, the big monetary savings using these electric panel heaters in rooms as opposed to your natural gas heater and a programmable thermostat, you know, that can shut heat down when you're not using it. Do you remember the name of the product? Uh, well, I know the website that, that was referred to. It was uh, the letter E, eheat.com, and they, they sell them for about $100 a piece, and, uh, you know, and it was basically off of an ad that I saw in the back of Popular Mechanics. George, I think the kind of product that you're talking about is essentially a space heater. It mounts to the wall and it has... It looks uh, pretty cool. Yeah, it usually mounts to the wall and it, and it has... It's, it mounts, I should say, off the wall a little bit so that air flows behind it. sort of creates right. a convective loop, which is fine. I mean, you know, you can have a, an electric heater sitting on the floor that will do the same thing. This is just a wall-mounted. However, this is not designed to heat an entire house. It's really designed 
designed just to put in some additional heat to one or two rooms, perhaps a bathroom or mm -hmm. a or basement. Or a room that has a lot of windows or not mm -hmm. enough insulation. Yeah, maybe like a Florida room or a place like that. So I think it's a pretty efficient electric heater, but in fact, it is an electric heater and not designed for the entire house, just designed for uh, those rooms where you just need to add some additional heat. Yeah, and, and, and reading the ad, and, and that was why I asked you guys first, because it is a hefty investment at $100 a heater, and the the ad, you know, I think kind of overpitched the product, but that's why I was kind of curious and wanted to ask the question first. All right, well, we hope we helped you out. Thank you very much. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Protecting against the overpitch, a wise Money Pit listener. Jones calling in from New Jersey with a window question. What can we do for you today? Yes, I have a question about the difference between resistance glass uh, or argon glass. Mm -hmm. Is there a difference that you know about? Between what type of glass and argon? Resistance glass. Hmm, not quite argon. sure what you're talking about with respect to resistance glass, but argon is the gas that's in between two panes of glass. It's an insulating gas, and it makes the, whole, the window much more energy efficient. Right, so you've never heard of the resistance class. I don't know what you're talking about with resistance, no. I'll tell you what you need to do, though. You need, if you're going to choose replacement windows, you want to make sure that you buy a window that qualifies for the federal energy tax credit. Okay. There's a label on the window. It's called the NFRC rating, the National Fenestration Rating Council. Uh, and that label is how you tell whether or not the window qualifies for the federal energy tax credit. You want to get that in writing from any window contractor you talk to, because if it does qualify, you can get up to up to uh, a 30% tax credit on the, co on the cost of the windows. So if it doesn't have that, that's right. not too good. You know, if you go to moneypit.com, on the homepage, you will find uh, one of the articles that's featured in the gallery is, is a detailed guide to how to replace your windows. Everything you need to know about choosing the different types of glass, mm -hmm. it's all there on the homepage at moneypit.com. Great. Thank right. you so much. You're welcome. Good luck with that project. And thanks so much for calling us at 1-888-MONEYPIT. All right. Well, we promised you guys a tip about insulation. And I promise you it is a great way to cut down on your energy costs. So if you're looking to save some cash, and we all are, take a peek in your attic. You're going to need about 19 inches in fiberglass bat insulation or about 22 inches of blown insulation. So you peek up there. If you find you do need some more, here are a few insulation tips. You want to use small pieces of plywood for sitting or kneeling upon and for cutting your insulation. And you want to start at the outer edge of the attic and then work towards the center. Now, if the joists in your attic are already filled with insulation, you want to put the new insulation in in long runs perpendicular to the joists. In other words, go with a crisscross pattern. If you've got any leftover pieces of insulation, you can fill some of the small spaces after that. Now, if the joists are not filled up to the tippy top with insulation, do that first and then put a second layer perpendicular to the first. Not parallel, but perpendicular. It just gives you a better insulating blanket, and it'll keep you nice and warm and toasty all winter long. And if you wanted to learn more about how to add insulation in your attic or anywhere in your house, head on over to the Repair and Improve section of MoneyPit.com. Lots of great information there, and it's very important for this time of year. All right, well, it's quick, easy, and cheap. We are going to tell you how changing your forced air filter can help with your energy bills, so stick around. On the Money Pit Radio Show, pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home by calling 888-MONEY-PIT.
The Money Pit is brought to you by Thermatrue Doors, the nation's leading manufacturer of fiberglass entry and patio door systems. Install a new energy-efficient Thermatrue door today and qualify for up to a $1,500 tax credit. To learn more, visit thermatrue.com slash tax credit. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And now is the time to get your home ready for winter's chills. Check for leaks and insulation. Make sure all your heating components are working right. Learn how to do all of that and more at the new and improved MoneyPit.com. Or you can go online and simply Google Money Pit Save Energy, and you'll get everything we've ever written about that topic. George in South Carolina, you've got the Money Pit. What can we do for you today? Yes. Uh, what it is is that uh, we had an air handle replaced uh, in the uh, loft, and the outside heat pump was also replaced. Okay. The uh, the air handler was replaced, and the outside heat pump was replaced. Okay. We have a 2,400-square-foot house. My question is, uh, it's not getting as cold or cool as it should be on a hot day. I'm losing ground. Okay. And uh, what I wanted to know, the question was, uh, what should be the temperature coming out of that uh, register inside the home? Oh, good question. It depends, uh, George, on what you set the thermostat out. But more important than the temperature that comes out is the difference between the air coming out and the air going back in. What you want to do is measure the temperature of the air at the supply and measure the air temperature at the return register. And the difference should be 15 to 20 degrees. So, for example, if it is uh, uh, going back into the register at, say, you know, 85, 88 degrees, it ought to be coming out at 70 degrees. Yeah. And if you, if you don't have 15 to 20 degree differential, then your system is not working right. And you need to give it some attention. And that, in that case, I would call a pro. Yeah. Uh, is there any question on uh, these uh, an air handler? And the heat pump not being compatible as far as they're three and a half ton units, both of them. Okay, and they were both replaced. And so, if the HVAC Pro did their job right, and that they would have put back in the same size units that they took out. Well, yes, that's true. That is true. Mm-hmm. But the uh, fact is that they're a different brand. That doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah, not as much. Uh, I I tend to think that this is an issue uh, with refrigerant more than anything else. That's why I would measure the supply and the return air and see if you get that 15 to 20 degree difference. If you don't, get it fixed. All right. Before it runs out of warranty, too. Okay. Thanks a lot. uh, You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Well, if you've got a forced air heating and cooling system, then let me tell you that air filters are your friend, but not all filters are created equal. That's right. Some filters will do a good job and stop contaminants like dust and mold, but others will only stop things that are bigger than when maybe, say, a small rock, pebble, <laughs> boulder. It's true. To find out the difference, we're going to welcome host Kevin O'Connor and heating expert Richard Trithui from TV's This Old House. And Kevin, you know, protecting your lungs and your HVAC equipment are both parts of the job of the filter. Yeah, that's right. Replacing the filters in your heating and cooling system not only helps keep the air you breathe free of dust and other particles, it can also protect your equipment. Richard, there are a lot of filter options out there. Can you walk us through a few of the choices? Well, filters are such an important part of any forced air system. I mean, they really protect you and the equipment. I'm not sure what you think, but I think I want to protect myself as much as anything. I don't want anything getting done in my lungs. So it starts with those cheap 
blue spun filters. You see them all the time. And I got to tell you, if you can see through them, they're not going to do much to keep out impurities. They might stop a bottle or a rock from going down the ductwork, but not much more. Now, pleated filters are clearly better. The deeper the filter, the more surface area, the air has more time to sit on those pleats and really get a higher level of filtration. And electrostatic pleated filters are even better. And even one step up from electrostatic filters are electronic filters. How do you feel about those? I like them very much because those allow a little electric charge to make the impurities stick to that media. And you can put them in the dishwasher and keep them clean. All right. And they're good for anyone who's got asthma or allergies. So to learn more about disposable forced air filters and to watch a video of an electronic filter installation, visit us at thisoldhouse.com. Filtering out the good from the bad and ugly. Richard Rathui and Kevin O'Connor from This Old House. Thanks for stopping and by the money pit. Glad to be here. Hey, you know, Tom, now that we are officially, you know, in the modern age, having installed a cooling system in a hot water-based house, yes. I can be one of those many people that forgets to change my air filters. No, you won't, because <laughs> I will harass you about it and remind you every single week, or better yet, follow the advice of Kevin and Richard and go get an electronic air cleaner. <laughs> well, you know what? In the meantime, I'll start collecting those small rocks yeah, for you. you. <laughs> hey, you can learn more about your heating and cooling system by also watching watching Ask This Old House on PBS, and Ask This Old House is brought to you by Bellawood Prefinished Hardwood Floors. Well, another great way to keep things running right is a quick furnace checkup. Get a pen and paper ready, because when we come back, we're going to have a checklist for you of what it should include. You live in a body pit. This portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by Bear Premium Two-Part Epoxy Garage Floor Coating. Transform drab gray concrete garage floors into attractive and functional spaces with a showroom quality finish. For more information, visit bear.com. That's B-E-H-R.com. Bear products are available exclusively at the Home Depot. Where home solutions live. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And hey, you guys know it. The number here is 1-888-MONEY-PIT. Write it down and use it. Pick up the phone. Give us a call because you are going to get expert advice and answers to your most burning home improvement questions. And you could win a great prize. We're giving away this week a big one. We've got the Eden Pure Gen 3 Quartz Infrared Portable Heater, which will cut your heating bill by up to 50%. It's got no exposed heating elements, so it's very, very safe. In fact, it only gets warm to the touch, and I've got one, and it is true. And I have had my one-year-old sort of like stumble by it, and it is absolutely perfect. I don't really have to worry about it, and I know it's going to be super toasty. It's natural. It's a healthy heat. You will feel fantastic. The prize is worth $397, but one very lucky caller that we talked to on the air this hour could win one for free. So pick up the phone and give us a call at one 888 Money Pit. And by the way, uh, because these guys are pals of Leslie, mm-hmm. we've actually uh, done a little work with them. They've offered a special deal for Money Pit listeners. If you call them this hour, they will give you $100 off an Eden Pure heater and allow you to try it for free for 60 days. But you've got to call this number. It's 800 262 4824. Or you can go to EdenPure.com as well. But you need to know the authorization code Leslie because these folks are friends of 
Leslie. And you can't forget that. <laughs> 888-666-3974. Call us right now with your home improvement question, your do-it-yourself dilemma. We are here to help you save even more money on your heating bills. And one way you can do that is to make sure that you get a heating system uh, service done right now. While it's still not t- too totally cool out in parts of the country, it's a little chilly, but before you really turn that furnace on, full-time for the winter. Now is the right time to do it. And that needs to include a few things to make sure it's done properly. Start with the thermostat. Make sure it's calibrated so that you're not wasting money. Change your filter, as we've discussed earlier, and the system needs to have all the electrical components and controls cleaned by the Pro, by the Mm -hmm. HVAC Pro. And you want to make sure that you call up whoever does your service now because a lot of these companies, once you get into like major heating season, they won't come out for just a basic service check. They're already too busy doing repairs. So get in now while it's still just the beginning of the season and they'll really come on by and do a thorough job for you. And here's a big thing that you want to check for when you're checking all of your components. You want to check your heat exchanger for cracks because a crack in the heat exchanger is going to allow carbon monoxide to leak into your home, which we all know is very, very dangerous. So you want to check airflow and make sure that everything is running correctly. And finally, guys, just make sure, I know everybody thinks this is a spare room where you can store things, luggage, chairs, coats, whatever, but don't put anything flammable near your furnace. Be tidy, find another space, give yourself room in there for the equipment to operate properly and safely, and you will all be very happy. 888-666-3974. Call us right now with your home improvement question, your do-it-yourself dilemma. We are here to help you out. Taking a call from Utah with Larry, who's having something going on in the basement. What's happening? Oh, hi, you guys. I love your show. Thank Thanks, you. Larry. Uh, I remodeled about a 60-year-old house, and I uh, did the drywall and everything, finished the basement. And then I started getting musty smell, especially like in the fall and winter or mm-hmm. in the spring when it's wet. So I was wondering... Um, if you recommend some kind of spray insulation or something to Well, go the, the basement's the already finished, Larry? Yeah, it is. And how did you finish it? Did you put up a frame wall and put drywall over that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, it's a little bit too late to do anything, uh, any of those walls at this moment. Had you called us before that, we'd have told you not to use drywall, to use a, a, a product that's actually not paper-faced. There's a fiberglass-faced type of drywall that's less resistant to mold. But now that you're in this particular situation, we want to try to get the humidity down in the basement as much as possible. Do you have a forced air heating system? Yeah, I do. And does it also heat the basement? Yeah. Excellent. The best thing for you to do is to install a whole home dehumidifier. Yeah, you're this, not going to have to dump water out with this thing. This will be installed into the HVAC system, and it will dehumidify the entire house and keep the humidity just perfect in that basement space. If you can manage the humidity, you're going to manage that odor and that musty, damp smell, and that's going to reduce the risk of a mold problem developing. Okay, well, thank you so much, you guys. I uh, Once again, I love your show. You're very welcome, Larry. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Yolanda in Utah needs some help with a tiling project. What can we do for you? I do, Leslie and Tom. Uh, my husband and I enjoy the money pit, but I have this problem. I'm trying to um, put some Marifil tile on my old countertop, and it has like an... Uh, it was built in 1979, so it has that old formica that is just kind of glued on there. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm wondering what would be the best way to prepare that so that I can install the tile 
I think you can probably go right on the Formica. Leslie, have you ever glued right to that with an adhesive? I actually have. And the one key thing is that you really want to scuff up the Formica before you go ahead and put the tile mastic or the tile adhesive onto the Formica because you need to sort of grit it up and scratch it up so that it has some area for the adhesive to really stick to it and grip into it rather than just sort of sitting on top where it could kind of crack away. That's not so, that hard to do, Yolanda. You just get some 80 grit sandpaper and go at it when you're ready to, to do the tile project. Just rough it up and then you could put the adhesive right on that. Oh, that's great. That sounds like a, an inexpensive solution for us. It truly is. And once you've got your mastic set and the tiles are glued down properly, go ahead and grout your countertop and then make sure once that's dry, you seal the grout so you don't have to worry about cleaning it and mold and mildew and all that yuck. Oh, that sounds great. Thank you very much for You're your welcome. help. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. She's very excited about her project. Very excited. It's a fun project. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Up next, we've talked a lot this hour about how to add some insulation to keep your home warmer this winter, but there are some occasions when that is easier said than done. We're going to help one listener figure out how to best add insulation to the walls of his slate-sided home. Now, you may have an aluminum-sided, a composite-siding house, or some other type of house where you don't want to damage the outside siding. How do you add the insulation to that space? We're going to tell you after this. You live in a Money Pit. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And we want you to be part of the Money Pit. So if you've got a question, but you just are feeling too shy, or you just don't want to talk to us on the phone, because I don't blame you. Sometimes Tom is scary, <laughs> and sometimes I can be mean. No. <laughs> but seriously, if you don't feel like picking up the phone, email us your question instead. And we will answer them as best we can, either on the air, or on our website at moneypit.com, and even in our newsletter. So check it out. Because because your email could be answered right in front of your face. Just look a little bit. Now, if you want to shoot us an email, head on over to moneypit.com, click on the Ask Tom and Leslie icon, and we will get to them just like we do here in the show every hour. And I've got one here from Marty in Minnesota who writes, how do you add insulation to a home built in 1907 with slate siding? You can't drill holes and blow it in, and I don't know if it could be removed without breaking it, and it sounds kind of expensive. <laughs> Well, you can drill holes and blow it in, but you don't need to drill the holes in the slate siding, Marty, because every wall has two sides, and you <laughs> want to drill it on the interior. In fact, that's a very, very common way to insulate a home that is sided that you don't want to mess with the exterior surfaces. Uh, typically, you're going to use a blown-in insulation. Cellulose is best. It goes under, under a slight pressure, and then those holes, which are only about an inch in diameter, by the way, are plugged and then the plug ends up being slightly below the surface and then it is spackled and of course you do need to repaint. We can't get you out of that project but you will feel a lot warmer if you have those exterior walls insulated. Now in my old house I actually insulated the exterior walls when we tore off three layers of siding because it was one of those while you're at it mm -hmm. kinds of projects. But if you can't tear off siding you can always do it from the inside and that's the way to go. 
And my goodness, you must have been freezing your patootie off up there in Minnesota. So good <laughs> luck with that, Marty. All right, we've got one here from Doris in Wyoming who writes, I have a 1970 modular home built on a poured concrete base. Some of the exterior siding comes close to the ground and overlaps the foundation. We replaced some of the damaged siding and put in new insulation last year. We found a lot of insects behind the siding. Can we seal the space where the siding overlaps the foundation with caulk or would this trap moisture behind? the siding. No, it's fine to seal that area. And I'll tell you a good product to, to do that with is great stuff. But I'll give you a little tip. The great stuff is that expandable foam in a can. Sealant. How do you know that you're not putting too much where it might force off? Well, the... that's that's the point. There's different formulations of this stuff. And there's a type that's designed for windows and doors. And that's what I would use here. And here's why. Because the window and door stuff is more sort of uh, squishy, even when it's dry. And it won't push the siding out. If you don't have to worry about that, you can use the standard stuff, and that dries really hard. I mean, hard as a rock. Mm -hmm. And you can cut it away if you get excess. Cut it, you but can paint it. Well, but since you're working up under the siding, I would use the window and door formulation. I think it will work a lot better. Mm -hmm. And this way you don't have to worry about accidentally forcing off your siding. All right, Martin in Rhode Island writes, the caulking both inside and outside of my shower stall has turned ugly brown-black. How can I fix this? Well, that depends on whether the stains are on top of the caulk or in the caulk, which you can determine simply by wiping it down with some bleach. If it comes off and comes nice and clean, then you're good to go. If not, you're going to have to strip out that old caulk. And by the way, if you have trouble getting it out, there's a product called a caulk softener, kind of like a paint stripper, softens it up, makes it easy to remove. All right. I hope that helps. It's an easy project. And let me tell you, clean caulk will make your bathroom look brand spanking new. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Thank you so much for spending this hour with us. If you did... I guarantee you, you're going to be a lot warmer in your house this winter because we've talked a lot about ways to save energy and insulation, improve your heating systems, just be generally more comfortable this fall, this winter. And we gave away an Eden Pure heater. And if you didn't win one, remember, you can go to EdenPure.com or call them, mention the authorization code Leslie, and they'll give you 100 bucks off and allow you to try it for free for 60 days. That number is 1-800-262-4284. If you've missed any of the tips we gave out on today's show, maybe you're driving, haven't had a chance to write anything down, go to moneypits.com, click on repair and improve, and you will find it right there. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. You live in a money pit. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.